Every story begins with these words, followed by the title of your story. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story, The Tale of Mr. Top Hat and the Carnival of Doom. Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. And this is episode 134. Mm-hmm. We're talking the new Are You Afraid of the Dark miniseries, uh, The Tale of the... <laughs> what is it called Carnival again? of Carnival of Doom. <laughs> I, think, I think it's... They, uh, so it kind of goes two ways. In the show, when she's telling, when Rachel's telling her story, she introduces it as the tale of Mr. Top Hat and yeah, the Carnival of Doom. Yeah. Um, but the actual miniseries is just called No Tale of, oh, which is called okay. Carnival of Doom. What yeah. do you think about that? Uh, <laughs> I think that's confusing to me. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't love it. I don't know. Yeah. But, you uh, know, it's okay, I guess. Yeah. Um, so... Kind of off the cuff, we just decided to record this to share some of our thoughts. Um, it premiered throughout the month of October 2019, and uh, it got a pretty warm reception. Yeah. Um, it seemed like kind of from critics and fans alike, and so we're just going to kind of break down what we liked, what maybe what we didn't like. Um, do we want to just kind of recap? Oh, so we're going to spoil. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you want to just kind of like briefly summarize yeah, yeah. how so the, so it was separated into three episodes yeah. of like i guess an hour when they aired right originally yes um and so the first one started out with uh i thought that was pretty funny a new girl in town <laughs> especially <laughs> yeah if you've listened to our writing episode <laughs> you know that that's a staple of <laughs> are you afraid of the dark new girl in town yeah that's rachel played by um Lilana Ray. I'm not sure if I'm saying her first name right, but yeah. Um, and she runs into the Midnight Society uh, without knowing it. Yeah, she's encountering them kind of one by one. Yeah, uh, Gavin's her next door hot boy. Yeah, neighbor. we don't even know that they're the Midnight Society yet. Yeah, though. yeah. She's kind of getting used to these new kids in town or whatever. Yeah, and. It seems like she just the people she's sparking with, you know, are gonna end up being the Midnight Society. But the first one in particular yeah, is um, Graham, who's played by Jeremy Ray Taylor, uh, who's from the It series. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He was obvious. Uh, I didn't immediately know who the other people were. No, <laughs> maybe I just wasn't. <laughs> well, the one I just wasn't paying. Enough. The one I could see is like what they build up of is Adam. So Adam's kind of the nerdy guy at school yeah, that she yeah. ends up sitting at lunch with. Maybe he's in. Yeah, I thought he was going to be, but okay, he's I mean, not. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a surprise. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I mean, that's they kind of play that up. What is it, Gavin, or is it yeah. Adam? <laughs> um, but I like the it kid. 
I mean, I like yeah, his character. He's really good in it. Uh, yeah, he was great. Um, uh, yeah, it just seems like a really solid actor. Yeah, his thing is he's into horror movies. Uh, <laughs> Very. Which is, you know, it's cool. It's a, I think, relatable and interesting uh, yeah. attribute for him. The first thing he asks asks her, I think, is, uh, have you seen The Changeling? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Strong speech. I didn't actually Thanks. Put a lot of work into it. I can tell. <laughs> I'm Graham. Watch horror movies? Yeah. Just any suggestions. H- have you seen The Changeling? Have I seen The Changeling? What if you were to like judge someone on a horror movie? What would you ask them if they've seen? Oh man, um, I guess the thing. The thing. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, that's John Carpenter's one. Yeah. I mean, that seems like a staple. It's a lot of people's like all-time favorite horror movie. It just seems like something. If you really yeah watch horror movies, you should have seen that of all things. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Does the thing come? There's a lot of like um, references and. The new Are You Afraid of the Dark. Does that one come up at all? Uh, man. I didn't notice it. Okay, I didn't either. I think I'd go with um the creep shows. Yeah, uh, yeah. Especially number two, because that one really seems to be like people either hate it or love it. Yeah. And I'm definitely in the love it camp. Yeah, for um, sure. So that would always be a good gauge of like, do you know what creep show is? And uh, what do you think of number yeah, two? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like it's uh, deeper down the horror well i guess a little bit <laughs> yeah and, and like without i think the first one's pretty well respected yeah they yeah. got that new series on shutter but uh the second one's it seems to be kind of up, yeah up pe- i debate. i think it's definitely underrated i feel like okay. people like think that it's bad because it's the second movie in yeah. this weird series like yeah it doesn't feel like it should be good yeah but and they stretch those stories a little longer yeah which i don't mind but and the first one is arguably the weakest of them yes so it, you know that might be the only thing you remember yeah chief old one or chief woodenhead, or, woodenhead yeah. yeah old chief <laughs> old chief woodenhead. um but oh, anyway that's yeah. cool uh i've never seen the changeling though uh i haven't either so boy we wouldn't yeah. <laughs> you we and would. i would not be in the midnight society yeah. uh you know which is i don't know if i'd have that many scary tales to, to, yeah, yeah. to tell um so she yeah she meets graham um, she kind of goes about the day. He introduces her, I think, indirectly to yeah, the Midnight Society. Yeah. Uh, Kiko. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember all their names. Uh, there's Gavin. Oh, Louise. Louise. Who's the popular girl. Yeah, yeah. Kiko's the filmmaker. She's, like, making a horror movie as they meet. Yeah, uh, yeah I thought that was cool. Um, uh, it looked cool. Yeah. I thought <laughs> yeah. it was a... F- I mean, it felt like a real Are You Afraid of the Dark thing yeah. as well. Like, uh... The kids working on something together, and it was a cool yeah idea for sure. And Akiko's seems to be her brother seems to be the town sheriff, yeah, or that, an officer, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but pretty much throughout the first episode, she's meeting the people. They start leaving clues in her locker, yeah, like uh, which I liked. Yes, um, I liked it. kind of. They suspect she might be good for the Midnight Society. You know, they're asking her, kind of like the vamp. <laughs> it just coincidentally. A lot of the same stuff I asked Max on um, Sugar Frosted Frights uh, yeah. of, like, 
vampire or uh, <laughs> uh, werewolf, werewolf or ghost or zombie. Yeah. You know. Uh, so um, she kind of passes those questions. I thought her responses were good. Yeah. TMS. What is scarier, a vampire or a werewolf? Put your answer in the wall behind the curtain in the theater classroom. P.S. Do not tell a soul about this or you will be disqualified. A vampire is much scarier. A werewolf only changes during a full moon. A vampire is a vampire every night. Yeah, that was a cool uh, little series of scenes yeah. going through that. And I thought that it was like a... I don't know. It seemed like that would be a fun thing if it was really happening in school. Like for if sure. somebody actually did this. Yeah. Um, but uh. where was she writing? Where was she? Le- oh, they tell her where to leave the responses, right? Yeah. So they invite her out, and uh, this is where I thought it was kind of an interesting twist on like the Midnight Society, which is kind of this whole ceremonial thing of like inviting her out to the woods and then scaring her. Yeah. Uh, like pretty brutally yeah. scaring her. <laughs> Uh, and I guess the idea is, like, can she stand it? But I just never got that sense from the original Midnight Society that they would be so, like, intense. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. But I, I liked it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, could you the see, original could Midnight you, Society. Could you see kinda... Gary wearing one of those masks and, like, hiding behind trees? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. You Did you like the masks? I, I thought they were cool looking. Yeah, they were cool. Um, them wearing it throughout the whole first story? Yeah. yeah. A, little, a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> a little um, like eyes wide shut. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was a cool introduction to the area, and it felt like a real um, circle, like yeah. a real fire pit um, out in the woods. Uh, I just think like the production value was really high on this, surprisingly Definitely. high. Definitely um, looked great. Yeah, um, it was just a cool. It looked kind of like the original, but. Um, <laughs> if they had a budget, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, for sure. I it, it like strikes me as one of the like nicest things Nickelodeon's produced, yes, definitely. Um, which I'm glad they spent some money on it. I, I think I told you it almost raised my kind of antenna as to like, is this a test to see if they should just go into a series? Uh, yeah, and I think this is a good show to back. Um, to test the waters. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there's not really another kid's show like this right now. So it's a good, it would be a good, a great thing for them to be able to do, I think. To yeah. Continue. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've particularly enjoyed on Twitter some of the fan reaction. Um, one of the uh, writers of the new series, Ben David Grabinski, uh, he, he's posted a few like parents being like, What's Nickelodeon's problem? <laughs> Why is this on Nickelodeon? Like you're scaring huh. my two year old. Like, um, so I've really enjoyed that aspect of like, it's 2019 and there's maybe less tolerance. Maybe the same. I think DJ said they got some letters at uh. the beginning, but uh, just that idea of like, there's no place for horror for kids. You yeah, know? very um, weird. But I think generally it's been really positive. So hopefully we get some more. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it looked great. Um, I guess what the whole point of the first episode is that she has to prepare her story. Yeah. They want to see what she's got. <laughs> and I like that. I like uh, seeing the process of like a midnight society member have to kind of come up with something. Yeah. 
Uh, Gavin, you know, kind of helps her along by asking what she's most afraid of. We should say, I think the ep- one of the most effective sequences is the thing that starts the whole miniseries, which is her dream of being chased by Mr. Top yeah. Hat. Yeah. Um, so it's clear that this guy is kind of the bane of her existence. Yeah, yeah. Um, that she has some connection to him uh, yeah that's unclear yeah not even clear initially that he's at all real or yeah yeah so she tells her tale she comes back and uh they're scared yeah (laughs) what (laughs) what did you think of the tale itself and the way they did it well i liked i liked that they told a tale uh because well i should so I was thinking about this. I would say that maybe in my mind this series is closest to like Stranger Things meets the new It meets yeah. um, the Tale of the Silver Sight, mm. which is like you know it uses it uses uh, the Midnight Society as part of the storytelling. I don't love it when they do that. So you know <laughs> I'm on record at least personally with you of as to disliking Silver Sight particularly because I don't want the Midnight Society as part of the story. Yeah. Felt like I was more forgiving here because like it's only three episodes. So, you know, I get the want mm-hmm. to include, um, but I liked the story. I liked them sitting around the camp, her trying the story. I thought it didn't make a lot of sense. Her story, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the whole like ending where, where like nobody remembers Mr. Top Hat. Yeah feels like it works more for the miniseries than it does her story. It just felt kind of like a what, huh. like, well, whatever ending. Like, nobody remembers this happened. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, it does feel a little like they're trying to figure out how to fit the story in. Uh, yeah. And still make the overarching story make sense. Right. It was um, less about her. Yeah. If Ultimately, it felt less about, like, telling a unique story as... as as much as it was just trying to set up yeah, everything that's about yeah. to happen. Um, but I, you know, I'm a sucker. I love the element mm-hmm. of just a kid telling the tale. What'd you think? Yeah, I liked it. Okay. Uh, I, I more or less agree with you though. I, I would have liked to maybe see something a little bit more separate from the overarching story and spread out a little bit, but I, I get it. Like they were using that for the story, bigger story. So, you can't really get away from it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I thought, the, like, it was weird. I thought the little girl in it was, like, real kind of strange and, like, overacting. Yeah. And uh, at first it bothered me, and then I decided <laughs> that maybe that's good. Like, because it makes it feel, like, more separate from the outer story. That's Yeah, yeah that's kind of where I landed on that. Like, all the actors, the mom and the dad, like, in the story, like, it seemed like everybody was acting a little more than the people in the episode. Yeah. So maybe purposeful. Yeah. Let's go on some rides! Sure! Whatever you want to do, honey, let's go. Fun. That was fun. Uh, so, now might be a good time to just kind of talk about your initial thoughts of Mr. Tophead as a villain. You may call him... Mr. Tophead. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, ghouls and goblins, fast zombies, slow zombies, creatures of the night, enemies of the day, lovers of fun, and haters of everything good and decent. 
Welcome to the carnival of doom. He was played by Raphael Casal, um, who I think I had seen um, once before in a movie oh. last year. Um, uh, Blind Spotting, which was a really good movie that hmm. came out last year. I don't know the movie. Yeah, okay. But uh, he seemed like really familiar. Yeah. Um, maybe I've seen him, or maybe I feel like he looks a lot like uh, kind of like Jude Law and um, <laughs> what's the guy from Clockwork Orange? Like Alex oh. McDowell. Yeah, or McDowell, yeah. Um, combined. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought he was weird. Like, I liked mm-hmm. that he was weird looking and acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was maybe a little bit over the top for my, for my taste. But just remember, everyone, it's all part of the show. He understood what was happening. They were putting on a show. He liked being scared. This was fun. Yeah. But, uh, but I liked him. I thought he was creepy enough and... Yeah. yeah, I like the idea of the character. Um, I thought uh, he was a little pitched up, considering who he was. But I also think about the original Are You Afraid of the Dark character villains. Yeah, and they're all pretty ramped up. Yeah, I mean, nope. There's not a lot of like Are You Afraid of Dark characters that play it subtly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I told you there's something about like maybe the tone of his voice that didn't intimidate me enough. Yeah, like he was almost too too young, which ends up being part of the story. But um, I just don't know if I he would have been my pick. Okay. I think he's probably maybe one of the more recognizable actors, but uh, I really like the idea of like someone really creepy looking for the part. Yeah, yeah. He's just I mean, like, I don't... he's a little handsome. I... <laughs> okay, <All laughs> which right. is a compliment to him. But yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah that makes sense. Um, I don't know. You know, I have no idea how hard it is to find the perfect person for this stuff. Nor do I. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he could have been weirder. Yeah. Okay. I'd go for that. Well, she tells the story, I... right? Yeah, yeah. Nobody remembers the event of the carnival. Yeah. Uh, and in the end, uh, it all comes true. They go to school the next day. The carnival comes to town. Adam, we see, wander into the carnival chasing his dog. Yeah. Adam goes missing. Um, and it all seems like everything she has told through her story has become true. Yeah. The Carnival of Doom is in town now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good ending. Yeah. I mean, good cliffhanger I, I, I did ending. think it was kind of a good cliffhanger. You got those, like, wanted posters with Adam, yeah. which, you know, kind of invoke uh, more recently it. Yeah. Um, I was a little surprised a kid disappeared. Felt like high stakes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I definitely don't think the show plays down. No. As much as like a lot of modern Nickelodeon does, I think it kind of wants to scare yeah. kids, which yeah. is cool. I was surprised actually that the Midnight Society members like were more normal than I expected. For sure. Somehow going into this, I thought they were gonna be real like Disney fied kind of Agreed. Uh but they were pretty good. Yeah, I think they kinda tried to stay away from that too much. Yeah. Uh, I think I told you like that. I thought the highest compliment I could pay it was after I met the Midnight Society. Going, oh, I'm, it's too bad we don't have a series mm. with these kids. Yeah, um, yeah. So I thought they were really good. Like I think that was a hit. I think the story was pretty strong. Uh, the first episode was pretty mm. strong. Kind of got me gripped. 
I think, um, cause we, I'm, we're not going to go point for point, but the second episode would be best described as like the carnivals in town and it's kind of reef geeking havoc and people are going missing. Uh, yeah. Like they go to the carnival yeah. and they start experiencing, uh, supernatural type stuff. Yeah. Which is a lot of it pretty cool. I think. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have a, f- so episode two is called opening night. Uh, part one was called yeah. submitted for your approval. Do you have a, any favorite part from opening night? Like the elements in the carnival? Um, the things that really stick with me are the people on stilts chasing the kids. I thought that was done really well Mine and too. like scary and weird. Yes. Uh, that was really cool. And, uh, I liked the look of the zombies or whatever inside the, the haunted boat. Oh, ride yeah. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. 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 Uh, you know, they looked cool and yeah. uh, not, um, I don't they looked like an old Are You Afraid of the Dark. They definitely would have made those commercials, yeah, those yeah. promos. Yeah. <laughs> um, for sure. I love the people on the stilts. I almost wish that was like a more key yeah. element because it was really creepy. And they, um, I can't believe we didn't bring this up at the start. Uh, we should probably talk about the new <laughs> intro, yeah, the yeah, theme yeah. song. Uh, what'd you make of it? Uh, I, I really like that they stuck with pretty much the same song. Yeah, same melody, uh, pretty much. Glad of that. Uh, and I thought it was done pretty well. Like, yeah. It's pretty creepy. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's quite as good as the original, but I think they did good. I mean... Yeah, it served the purpose of the miniseries. It's, yeah. The images are really miniseries-based, but you still have like your kids laughing and yeah. the swing. And... The swing set I liked. I yeah. thought that was the most yeah. kind of... I don't know the thing that stuck with me. I, I, the only reason I thought of it now is because I really like the image in the beginning of the guy in the stilts coming through the woods. Yeah, it's yeah. just a silhouette, and I was like, "Well, that's pretty scary." Um, so yeah, I thought they did a about as good as you could expect in 2019 without like dubstepping it. Yes. Wop 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 wop. Um. So that was good. Thumbs yeah, up for that. That was cool. Uh, all right, so part uh, two. Any yeah, other? what else happened in part two? I think part two, they kind of learn... Uh, uh, I've, they kind of put together the fact that people are, like, brainwashed by the carnival. That, like, once once you're in his... Right, they see yeah. Adam there, but Adam's out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the brother also goes to the carnival to look for Adam, the, the officer. And he kind of gets sucked yes. into... Um, like Top he, Hat's office. Yeah, like, he forgets that any of it happened. Right. And I guess eventually all the kids except for the main girl yeah yeah and they're there to get evidence so they're recording a lot of the stuff which becomes a point of contention like the carnies are trying to get the footage they want the (laughs) oh yeah yeah um so they take that from them um yeah they're really just there to like investigate i would say part two is just kind of a connector yeah and we find out that uh there's a coin hidden somewhere in the park oh yeah scorpions Uh, yeah so scorpions is kind of a key part of mr top hat yeah um, somehow yeah i guess that's never quite explained is it um maybe and i just wasn't <laughs> close enough like he could wield them they come out of his clothes or yeah whatever. he does wield them they're on the coin which we learned the coin is kind of significant i mean as far as uh is it i think not really <laughs> i mean okay. Uh, I mean, it comes back in part three, but yeah. So, so we learned the carnival's up to no good. Carnival leaves leaves town. 
um, and uh, people have forgotten. Yeah. Just like in our story, nobody remembers the carnival was there. And episode two ends with Gavin going missing, who's kind of the hot boy. Ah, uh, yeah. And I, what I think is the weirdest... Oh, so there's a cameo, I should mention, in the uh, first episode. Did, yeah. you, uh, did you catch who played... Um, uh, not Rachel's mother, but the girl in her tales, in her, in her tale. Yeah, the mother. yeah. Um, she's an old "Are You Afraid of the Dark" uh, veteran. Um, but I can't. I'm not sure if I know which episode she's from. Uh, the mirror one. <laughs> she is from. Uh, yeah, she. So we, uh, Chris mentioned her very um, enthusiastically on Mystical Mirror <laughs> as uh, I think La- Laura or Laren. Um, I forget her name in the story, but he really liked her. But she plays <laughs> titled. Uh, story mother and her name is Laura Bartram uh, and she's been in a bunch of stuff but uh, yeah she is in I think two episodes of the original Are You Afraid of the Dark so she pops up but I think the weirdest cameo in the whole thing is at the end of episode two when Gavin goes missing you catch who Gavin's dad is uh, I don't think I realized this the first time around Okay, um, I mean we've talked about it you've told me uh, oh okay <laughs> <laughs> The, I don't even know his real name. Well, uh, I think it's Brandon Roth. Uh, I mean, Superman. Yeah, Brandon Roth. Superman. Yeah, he's Superman. Uh, man, that's <laughs> He's crazy. not even credited. Like, he's on IMDb, it says uncredited. <laughs> <laughs> but he shows up to the door asking if they've seen Gavin. Yeah, freaking Superman. Like, super, right? Superman Returns? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he was just, like, a friend of somebody on the set I, ho- I hope so because it really kind of like makes me sad on a deep <laughs> level that like he has he went like from a... superman to uncredited and... <laughs> uh i mean he has a lot of like credits on imdb so i, th- I don't think he's doing too bad I th- i'm wondering if he does like a lot of voice work yeah. or something um but yeah he pops up at the very end <laughs> gavin's missing yeah. which leads us um <laughs> which leads us to episode three which is called Oh, I didn't even realize they had separate titles for each episode. Uh, which is called Destroy All Top Hats. Uh, eh, I like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually do. It does kind of sound cool. Um, so then the premise of this one, Gavin's missing. Uh, they're going to go look for him. Yeah. But they need a ride. I forget how they <laughs> yeah. how they even figure out. It's in Idaho? Uh, oh, the the fair now yeah well, how'd they move where, how'd they figure out what the i fair have no went? idea i forget this boy we should have done more research yeah. uh <laughs> but uh they need a ride so akiko's brother who's kind of recovered from the fair agrees to drive them from oregon to idaho yeah in kind of a weird yeah. moment like he just goes along with it they're surprised He's yeah going along with it's it like doesn't know? this guy have to like you know be a police officer yeah um uh, but he it uh, seemed a little too easy yeah i don't know yeah but he gets um, sucked into Mr. Top Hat's world at a gas station rest stop um, in the yeah. bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just very unsure of Mr. Top Hat's powers. Yeah. Uh, he seems, yeah, they're uh, not, he seems to be all powerful, but they're like not connected to each other in any kind of like, um, you know, sensical way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, also, we get little tastes of his background in this episode, so it takes us to the 1940s. Yeah, yeah. Um, to that was kind of cool. Yeah, so he's um, he has a love of carnivals because of his father. Like, 
he remembers just being very happy with his father. So his dream is to bring that happiness to others. Uh, and so he agrees to take on this carnival. He puts it together too fast. It's not ready to open. And there's a disaster, like a family dies on the merry-go-round or yeah. something like that. Uh, and so he's going to be shut down, except that he makes a deal with the devil. And the devil pretty much... Uh, what's the agreement here that he can go on doing carnivals forever for his soul? Yeah, I Is guess that the so. And his powers. Yeah. And so it's not, we're unclear where his power stems from. Maybe it's his hat. Who knows? Oh, but, yeah. Uh, Even that's but... <laughs> a little clunky, I think. Like, that well, this is this is the problem when you get, like I think, too much exposition on, like... The background of a villain. I just thought this... Do uh, we even need to know why Top Hat's evil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I kind of liked the this going into his past. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought the... Like, this idea of, like, the source of his power was a little... Um, like, it doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't really add... I mean, it, it almost just feels like a story element that's there just to keep things... Like, yeah. to m- give them a way to beat him, but yeah. I don't think that it serves any other it purpose. Does it give them a way, ultimately? I don't think it does. Uh, to smash the... But that's not even revealed in the... I mean, because remember... So, <laughs> so Akiku's brother goes missing, Graham finishes yeah. driving, then they run into this Carney who really scares them. Uh, he's he's Bar- Bartholomew, yeah. or... He, he's the assistant for Top Hat, but he's changed his mind. He wants to destroy Top Hat. He pretty much lays out the plan on how to get rid of him, and he tells him that his Top Hat is what holds the power, yeah. so that's what they need to get. Yeah. Uh, I just... Like, I just think that this stuff could have been a little stronger had they tied it in earlier to stuff that was going on. Like, mm-hmm. it just felt like stuff that was being presented all at once in the last episode like right before the end mm-hmm. um I, I very don't know. quick yeah it yeah, just didn't quick. feel yeah like earned or something yeah and i don't want to complain too much because again i think this is kind of a success yeah for, like... I'm, I'm just trying to pick it apart uh yeah no i hear you it happens fast the the, the thing with the guy helping them from the the fair all felt very like here like here's yeah. some exposition but He's uh he's lying, as we find out. So they make it to the fair. He wanted to trap them. He's been Mr. Top Hat's boy forever. We get we go back to the black and white, and uh, it pans, and he's sitting right there next to him yeah. when he agrees to take on the carnival. Um, so they've been trapped. They've been tricked. Uh, and, uh, they, oh, it is revealed. The one thing that's true is that there would be one child... So when he makes the deal with the devil that there's one child who could bring an end to him, meaning like when the carnival was over, they wouldn't forget who Mr. Top Hat yeah. was. Which I really like this element kind of because uh, as Mr. Top Hat reveals kind of in the last moments of like, there's like kind of this poetic justice of like that she's not his enemy. She's the only person that really remembers who he is. I thought yeah. that was kind of poetic. Um, yeah. That's it was okay. I <laughs> seem distressed. <laughs> I just think um, the that it was like set up. The way that it was set up was a little weird. Mm-hmm. I guess like okay. why would there, you know, 
like sh- this child had to exist along with his powers, I guess. Yeah. Like to balance his powers or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's your it, Harry Potter. Uh, yeah. Your kind of your homage to Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I. I <laughs> I'm being very hard on this, but I thought the last part was maybe my favorite part. Oh really? Actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So they they figure out lies. Uh, they figure out that Rachel is the girl. Uh, and then there's kind of a showdown, like uh, Mr. Top Hat and his gang. Yeah. Um, Akiku's brother has been possessed. He's in the clown makeup. Adam's possessed. Yeah. Gavin. So all their their posse's been like, turned <laughs> against them. But they don't really play a part in the showdown. No. Uh, well, they like briefly, you know, serve as like a brief roadblock to getting to Top Hat. I yeah. Guess. Um, and then. Uh, they go for the hat, but that's not it. They learn it's uh, it's his yeah. scorpion cane. Yeah, they find out the guy lied. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and I, we've talked a little bit about this with Are You Afraid of the Dark of like the device yeah, of yeah. Be, he, mystical mirror. The mirror destroys or um, unfinished painting. The yes. paintbrushes <laughs> destroy. What, what's your feeling on like the thing that can? I think that that's okay. Okay. I just think that it was done better a little bit in episodes. Mm-hmm. Like the painting one, you know, for example, um, it just feels like somehow that feels like there's some kind of logic to it. Like the, you through the woman's <laughs> power, she sucks the person's like, soul into the paintbrush okay and the brush is a constant in the story of like being used yes yes yeah and this just feels like a little um there's just doesn't feel like there's enough behind it i guess to me like it's a little just too generic yeah like just some part of his costume is important like this cool cane he's been carrying yeah and we haven't been talking about i don't know there hasn't been any focus on this up to this point it's just uh um yeah i don't know for me, it just didn't feel like, yeah, big enough or yeah. something. Um, but uh, they figure out it. Well, he tells them. He tells them straight up, it's the cane. Yeah, yeah, which is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, he doesn't think he's going to be defeated, but yeah, he tells them pretty much how to defeat him. Uh, and they get the cane and they destroy yeah. it. And uh, this is kind of, I think, the moment closest to the old Airy Fear the Dark of him starting to age. Yeah. That quick yeah, I, aging process, <laughs> which is classic. Yeah. Uh, I liked that. Yeah. I thought me that too. was cool. Yeah. Um, I was happy f- to see the effects at the end. I was like, this is yeah, kind of a cool, like, it feels big. Yeah. Uh, Everybody remembers, you know, the mind spell is broken. Yeah. Um, he does kind of end game or uh, <laughs> not end game. He, uh, Infinity Wars, he turns into dust. Do you know what I'm talking about? Did you ever see Infinity War? Uh, no, I haven't. Actually, Good lord. I... <laughs> so you're the guy. <laughs> um, well, are you familiar with, are you familiar with the concept that, uh... Yes. Okay. I mean, I've caught, uh, bits and pieces of it through. Uh, it's been memed to death, but yeah. kind of that's what Top, Top Hat turns to dust, uh, and, um... All yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's supposed to be like he was using his power to not age. That was like right. a big part of it, I guess. Right. Um, uh, I, man, I really like all the elements of it. I just felt like it could have been put together a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, succinctly or something. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it seems like almost every part of it starts with a positive. Yeah. The carnival's really cool, like, really shot really cool. The Midnight Society seems really, like, a great, like, grouping of kids. Um, That even the villain, Top Hat, is kind of like a cool Are You Afraid of the Dark idea. Just that final execution of each isn't quite there. Yeah. I almost feel now, uh, going over the story again, that uh, could have been better as two episodes. Mm -hmm. Like, one really focusing on the new Midnight Society and the next focusing more on the events of around the circus. Yeah. Um, It just felt like there was, uh, I don't know, like that second episode was just a lot of padding kind of, I don't know. Agreed. Um, There is that interesting end where everybody's back to normal. Uh, They meet for the Midnight Society and did you catch what story Gavin's about to tell? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Return of the Ghastly Grinner. <laughs> <laughs> Which, at I, first, I was like, oh, no. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah, for sure. And I do, you know, uh, I think you kind of brought up the idea that maybe this is like a the opening to a series of like each episode being its own story, more mm-hmm. like the old series. I feel like really good about it in that sense. Yeah. Like this is the introduction to right. a new era. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I could totally get on board with that as long as it doesn't go like the Stranger Things route. I just, I'm not interested in every story being like in a midnight society adventure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to, if they pick this up, I hope episode one is the return of Ghastly yeah. Grinner and we see a cool, yes. unique story. Um, <laughs> And uh, I'd be totally on board. I, I think the biggest plus here is that, like, this didn't dissuade me that re-approaching Are You Afraid of the Dark is a bad idea. In fact, yeah, I think definitely. it's maybe a very good one. Yeah. Um, I just think that uh, this miniseries, like, it didn't totally win me over um, in as far as the story. But yeah. it won me over as far as, like, the possibility of continuing. Yes, definitely. Um, maybe I'm... Uh just making this up but it almost feels like how a story kind of ends up when too many people are like trying to fit in too many different things like for their own purposes kind of Mm -hmm. almost um it just i don't know just like was so close to being like really great and i still really liked it i just uh man just could have been awesome yeah i hear i hear um well uh yeah so we'll find out whether there's more or not i don't think there's like i don't even think they know whether there's gonna be more or not but um it definitely seems like you know having our pulse somewhat on the 90s nickelodeon uh fans it seems like a really generally positive reception that people are like oh this i'm glad this doesn't stink this is cool and that's kind of where i'm at too like it doesn't stink it was definitely a good attempt i'm happy they tried it yeah um and just to add, um, I really liked how the kids, uh, like, acted with each other. Like, the whole, like, non-Midnight um, Society yeah. part of it, I thought was done really well, and it all seemed, like, um, real, I yeah, guess. Yeah, totally. Uh, so I don't want to be totally <laughs> down on it. <laughs> I'm with you, I'm with you. Uh, if you had to give it a Crepstar rating out of five, what would you give uh, Carnival of Doom? I think I would give it a 3.75. 
Interesting. A three point. Wow. Okay, pretty good. Like not quite. Yeah. Up to four, but I thought it was like I think a lot of it was done right. Yeah. Um, just a lot of the elements were like right on. Yeah. Okay. You know, I think the story actually was the only part that could have used some revising. But yeah. besides that, I thought everything else was pretty great. Okay. Cool. I I would go uh, three and a half. Yeah. Um, just because like it gave me hope. Yeah. I I guess my problem was that I liked each part a little less than the next. So mm. you said you liked three the most. Yeah. Okay. I liked one a lot. Like I thought one made me feel like, boy, this could be great. I want them to relaunch. Um, But I'm just not interested in kind of that approach to this. Are You Afraid of the Dark is a thing, not so much because of the Midnight Society, but because it's different stories and tales. uh, And um, that's what draws me to it. So as a franchise, I'm not drawn to what this did. Yeah, Yeah. But I see that it could be cool yeah so um i think like the definitely like the production the directing everything seemed like there was a lot of effort put into it yeah um the carnival For itself sure. looked great like the production yeah. design uh the makeup looked really cool yeah. so uh i'm just happy nickelodeon like gave this a real yeah a real shot sure. um we did get an email from our old buddy justin oh. who also watched it uh let's hear his thoughts here He says, I want to share some thoughts uh, of the recent miniseries along with some pros and cons. Uh, So pros for Carnival of Doom. The scares and content felt about as mature as anything from the original series. I could legitimately see some of the content being too scary for some of the viewers. I would agree agree with that. Uh, The production value, everything looked fantastic. The actors and everyone involved did a fantastic job. The characters, they all served their purpose and had depth. Albeit, they did have more time than ever before for the story to develop and to tell the story. The carnival. I love this setting. Anything amusement park related is a favorite of mine. Uh, Me too. Like, um, just excuses to go into any of the rides was fun. Uh, The theme song. As great as the series has always been, I feel the theme is the star of the show and one of the few constants. I like the subtle changes to make it new and fresh. It's still not as good as your BOC mixes. Uh, they should have hired you guys. Yeah, all right. well, I would have done that joke. <laughs> uh, cons. The biggest con for me uh, that had me rolling my eyes was the name Mr. Top Hat. It just sounds very non-threatening to me and reminds me of Mr. Hat from South Park. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of the name? I can see that. Uh, I don't love it. Yeah. Uh, the lack of Canadian accents. This isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it is preference based on nostalgia. <laughs> uh, I think they I, I, they did shoot in Canada. Uh, I just don't think the actors were Canadian, but I think a lot of the crew was Canadian. Uh, aside from the theme and the use of the Midnight Society, they didn't have this didn't have an Are You Afraid of the Dark feel to me. It did remind me of the tale of Silversight with the use of the Midnight Society within the story and the three part. Uh, three parts to the episode. It felt like it had a lot more similarities to the It remakes, which we mentioned, uh, and the disappearance of the kids in the more serious tones and scares. Also, a lot of scenes reminded me of a teenage version of A Nightmare on Elm Street, with the opening sequence being in desolate hallways and at, and at a desk, as well as missing kid posters melting away. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Uh, he said, Stray Observations. I tried to think of which original Midnight Society member I could see telling this story. Interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. I decided there are a few elements that could be a different storyteller, but I decided on Gary for the use of magical ideas. Huh. Yeah, that's, that's a, good a good one. I thought this miniseries was entertaining, though the Are You Afraid of the Dark branding was more of a cash grab. I'm going to give it a rating based on a standalone entertainment value since I don't think it's comparable to the original series. I give it three and a half crab stars for entertainment, the scares, and production value. Uh, he names the episode here. Uh, he calls it The Tale of the Venomous Talesman. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, thank you, Justin. Good to hear from you. And if uh, yeah. any of you other guys want to weigh in, we're, we're happy to read your email some sometime down the future. But yeah. uh that wraps up a uh, carnival. Of um, one thing we didn't mention that he that Justin mentioned uh, was the wanted posters. Um, yeah, with Adam. Yeah, Those melting were, away. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was uh, cool. Um, yeah, and there were a lot of cool little touches like that in the show. Um, for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, what are we doing next time around? Uh, next time we're going to be talking about an episode that I think is a pretty widely held favorite yeah uh, keenan and kel the tainting of the screw oh yeah <laughs> was ranked number one on uh our listeners favorite episodes for keenan and kel yeah yeah, yeah. um so that should be really fun um yeah. it maybe has one of the most classic lines of 90s <laughs> yes, Nickelodeon. so um we'll talk about that next uh, in the meantime if you want to get a hold of us we're on twitter at boc podcast we're on instagram at orange couch podcast you can email us just like Justin did at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. You can hear us on Podbean or iTunes. Leave a rating. That's really helpful. And uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. I declare this meeting of the <laughs> BOC closed. <laughs>